I've utilized the thing that John Hewlett has developed, this cardio miracle. And uh, just so you, as a quick aside, uh, in the gym where I go every day, uh, the 30-somethings, and I'm in my mid-50s, just, they, they just can't keep up. <laughs> I did start probably in about January taking the Cardio Miracle. The most interesting and telling thing after being on this for a few months is really noticing a difference in the energy level that I've had and the severity of my heart problems. It's funny, you start to begin to have this sense that there's actual healing taking place inside the body. Well, I'm one of the generation born in 1947. So on the front end of the baby boom, all I can say is if you want prolonged life, better health, more energy, better sleep, uh, this is a great product. Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, everybody, it's time for Sunday Conversations, this time a Labor Day edition, and we shouldn't labor too much in our conversations, and I don't think we will today because uh, we've got two very special guests joining me in just a moment. Uh, you might know them as Laban and Anna Ditchburn, but more than that now, they've got something extraordinary, the Purpose Partners for Life uh, program and YouTube channel and everything else, and I think this is an appropriate uh, conversation to have today about relationships with both a male and a female. Yeah, I said that. Why? Because I've done uh, Sunday conversations from the female perspective. I've done sun Sunday conversations from the male perspective. How cool would it be to get a Sunday conversation from both perspectives simultaneously? I know, I know it's a big ask, but I think you can handle it. And I'm um, just glad to have my, my dear friends, my good friends back semi in studio outside in the fresh air. Anna and Laban, welcome back. Woohoo! Mm, Utah smells good this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> Looking good, guys. And, uh, you know, we should let you know as well, uh, we had a, a conversation with my friend Michael Bolden from the 10th Amendment Center. We were talking just the other day about Reset and Studio, and you guys have been doing so many cool uh, podcast interviews, and, and you've connected with so many cool people that we're all inspired, and I am, uh, to do a Reset soon. So we're partway through. And, uh, again, thanks for all your your input. Now, when we talk about the world's greatest courage coach and the world's best, uh, you know, Anna, what you were doing in terms of overcoming um, the trauma. Life optimization coach. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, you guys don't take on the easy stuff. I'll just say it that way. I know some of the stories. You've shared some of the stories <laughs> on my show. And, and, and it's just so impressive with what you've been through to what you're doing to help others. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to give people some insight into how to help each other in a relationship. And I will start the conversation this way in that my wife and I, you know, dated for a couple of years and we actually broke up and, and I was such a, it was like, my heart was ripped out. I was crying. I mean, I, I'm told this story and this is the short version of it, but it was like 
at that moment, that's when I knew I wanted to be together with her forever, so to speak. Okay. And it was like, I had to have the experience of, okay, this would, this is what we had not working. Let's get, and then I realized, no, 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 I want that. And we came back together and then did so very consciously because very often relationships are brought together in, you know, the fires of, of a karmic burn, right? There's some kind of debt you're repaying to each other, or you've got to learn something so intense and it flames out as quickly as it was intense. And, and then it was like, there was that part of the, every, every relationship you can get into. And then it kind of moderates a bit and you wonder, Bruce Lipton talks about how do you maintain the honeymoon effect of that initial passion, et cetera. But also what if you've come together karmically? And I say this for a reason that, you know, you have something to teach, you have something to learn and vice versa, and you're done. Now you have the freedom to go, well, all right, we did that. Let's go on our separate ways versus coming together and saying, you know what, there's a greater purpose here. And I want to help you achieve your goals in life. And you apparently want to help me achieve my goals in life. And we have love that vitamin L as well. Let's come together consciously and say, you know what? We're doing this beyond a debt that we might have had to each other that might have been repaid already. And now we're coming together in conscious choice, not because we were sort of compelled to. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but that's the kind of thing that my wife and I did. And we filed a covenant of celestial marriage. Just, you know, we, we really wanted to commit to it via not the government saying it, but me and her and God. And that's how we came together at that point and survive a lot of tough stuff over the almost 30 years together. So that's how I set the stage for you guys with what you're doing with the purpose partners for life. Couldn't have said it better myself, RSB. Mm -hmm. And I'm very glad you guys got together, got back together because big hello to beautiful Nancy. You have two beautiful children and it cannot be better, honestly. And Rob, you mentioned something really, really important. The marriage is not about being married uh, in a government you know, perspective. Being married, it's when you make a commitment to your wife and your wife makes a commitment to you. And it's just you, her, and the God. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes. Uh, for me, that was everything to come together in con full consciousness. Now, granted, we're not fully conscious of everything that goes on. I recognize that. But to step into it and say, God, you're the center of this. We love each other. And, you know, we're going to go through tough times. We don't even know what they are yet. Uh, but we've decided to come together uh, to help each other, you know, fulfill each of our missions. Because it isn't that when you get married necessarily that one person suddenly gives up their life, although that happens in relationships. But mm -hmm. how do you come together, both of you, because you both have goals and ideals and ideas, and, and how do you mesh them together? Because they're not always identical. Mm -hmm. They're very different mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes. So probably the understatement of the century. Yes. <laughs> and then, then with the current confusion around a lot of the gender dynamics and the feminine masculine dynamics, it just if you're just starting out in your relationship journey, if you're a young man or woman, it can be incredibly confusing. And I think one of the things that we re really wanted to do was to simplify as best we could for people a pathway that they can consider for themselves. And we will never proclaim to have all the answers. We've been together five years this month, which some people that have been married 20 years might say, well, that's not long enough to be able to, to, to teach what we're teaching. But we really wanted to make available to anyone that wants help 
And that's the most important thing because we never would want to ram this down, down anyone's throat. Hmm. But people that truly want help and when they, when they understand how much more powerful they can be when they work in harmony together mm-hmm. and how positively impactful that is in their business, in their children's and in their, their intimacy, the spirituality, the energy, and physically, it's just an absolute no-brainer. And it kind of stemmed from, you know, I was the first one in our, in our family here to take the leap into this entrepreneurial space and the health and medical freedom space and entrepreneurial thing that I've been doing. And, and I would always attribute my success to Anna because she had this unwavering belief in what I was doing. And that spilled over into me saying, well, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we did this together? And then she stepped away from her, the corporate life and started her journey of healing and, and is now really starting to lean into this. And, I'm, and I'll, I'll admit from time to time, RSP, there, mm. I'm like, man, Anna's going to be way bigger than me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's a fantastic thing to witness. And also, again, when you love each other enough that you're happy that, you know, you're smarter than me, you're that, all, all of those things that oftentimes our egos can get in the way, and even in relationships. And you find that in the male-female thing especially because – uh, in a Western world society, and, and Laban, you know that, the man is the, you know, the breadwinner, the center of cares for everything, and yet you have a dynamic wife in Anna coming from Russia originally and has been through a lot of trauma and abuse. We've talked about it on our show. She's been candid about it on many shows, uh, and yet she has this passion and spirit and mission that she had to have the strongest man on the planet to be able to handle that, I think. You know, and I'm sure that hasn't been always easy either, either for you, Laban, because that's a you know dynamic on your own you didn't have to deal with together. Oh my gosh! Well, people will be listening to this thinking, I I'm too busy trying to sort my own life, recover from my own trauma and dysfunction, let alone trying to lead in a relationship and develop skills that I never learned from having strong masculine role models. And, you know, whether you grew up, whether you were adopted, whether you, you know, your father passed away when you were young or he was absent, alcoholic, you know, dysfunctional. If you, if you never had an opportunity to witness what functional behavior was, the only way you can figure it out is by learning it from other role models or reading about it and seeing it in real time. And then going through the very arduous process of de-learning a lot of the dysfunctional behavior and then so you're on this constant journey of learning and and it ain't it ain't linear, I tell you that much for nothing. But we've gotten to a point where I really feel that because we we have been so open and honest with each other from the very get-go, you know, there was a great book that I read by uh, Mark Manson who wrote the um, very famous book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a, an yeah. F-U-C-K. Mm-hmm. But he also wrote another book called Models, which was about attracting women through honesty. And, and I started doing that when I was dating in 2017, which I don't know that I used to tell. Um, actually, that's not true. I did tell some absolute doozies uh, yeah. in terms of lies of previous relationships. Oh, okay. um, you, can, you can read all about that in my book, <laughs> Bet On You, um, where I talk about some infidelity that happened. I wasn't married, but um, the book might just be the first place that the ex-girlfriend finds out about it so not my <laughs> proudest moment but 
but it's out there now. But I said to Anna when we got together, I said, I've lived a life. And if you imagine if Charlie Sheen and Fair and Loathing had a baby, you know, mm-hmm. it might be, might come close to it. But I said, you can ask me anything you want as long as you're happy to hear the answer. Mm-hmm. And boy, howdy, did she did, take me up on that. Did she ask you all the nitty-gritty details and she didn't run away? Whew, the amount of times I regretted saying that at the time, I could count on two hands. And, well, and you know what's how did, yeah, yeah, how did how did you handle the information? Because you actually said, I, all right, I want to know. I want to know. Yes, I was asking him. But you know what's happened, RSB? Seeing him being so honest and open with me and upfront actually made me made, made me realize that you know what there is nothing to be afraid of telling the truth because i've realized he's a grown-up man he had his past and considering what i went through nothing really could shock me there were some shocking things <laughs> but it made me feel really safe to start to start opening up back to him mm-hmm. and that was the catalyst rsb for me to for the first time talk about my childhood sexual abuse because mm-hmm. i felt safe i felt right. like he gonna get me he went through some experiences through some adversity and i've this this was the best thing i've ever done to open up to laban what was happening and i was so scared i was so mm. afraid how he gonna react yeah but i i think i'm very lucky that he took it so beautifully he he became so supportive he became so understanding it's actually made him to understand some of my behaviors that didn't make a sense um like, it explained a lot it, it really did there was uh, and if, if you listen to this and you and you can empathize with what I'm talking about, like we we are way more switched on subconsciously and spiritually than we let ourselves know. And when she told me, I, I was just like, ah, oh, I get it. And just going back to one of the main reasons why I decided to be upfront and honest, because the previous way of being dishonest wasn't working mm-hmm. and i was like i'm get. i was 38 when i met anna and and i was starting to freak out i was like i'm running out of time here to have a family and stuff i was like i don't want to have to carry the burden of the, the burden of lie and and i don't even want to say disinformation or misinformation because mm-hmm. been right. bastardized. but but you get my point i was like I, right stuff it like i'm just gonna lay it on the table and if she doesn't want it then i'll just move on to the next thing but she, she did accept it, and then, like she mentioned, it created space for her to feel safe. And if yeah. people only knew the power of that and not living in fear, and you know, one one example I'll give you, um, I'll leave names and and um, locations out of it. But I was working with a guy; uh, he was I was coaching him, and he was of the uh, Mormon faith, and he had carried a secret. He'd been married for 27 years and the marriage was falling apart and the wife was moving away from the church to go and have an affair, basically. He, but he kept the secret that he'd gone and had a lap dance at the strip club when he was 18 from her. 
and he he eventually told her about it, which which for some people listening to this would be like big deal, you know, and some mm. people it's like you broke the covenant, but right. that was before he was married as well. And but he just chose not to tell her, and it ate him up for he's 52 now. It ate him up all those years. And when he finally told him, she rightly so flew off the handle. Um, not at the act, but the the act of not coming clean about it. And it's that the trust that that you can destroy by such an innocuous lie mm-hmm. that had he just brought it up in the first place, it probably would have been a total non-issue. And how freeing it is to tell him. Sure, unburden yourself. That's mm-hmm. you know the big part of communication. So many people uh, suffer needlessly uh, in uh, shame and anger, despair. Um, depression, and often they never felt, uh, I guess, that they were, you, you use the word safe, interesting, Sa- I felt safe enough. And I think that's one of the sacred spaces that you create in a relationship that is built on, you know, uh, I, I would say a divine love, you know, love that mm-hmm. is non-judgmental at that point, you know, where you're, you know, I'm willing to accept you for who you are. Now, clearly, as you did, you talked about these things on the way into the commitment that you've made to each other. And sometimes people don't do that and they're afraid that they'll lose them before you begin, but then you don't have that real relationship from the start. And now you've got to fight your way back from that deception. Of course, they make movies and movies of the week about that. I mean, that's what drives a lot of these stories that you don't do these things. But uh, I guess for anybody who has not made a commitment in terms of a marriage or or a lifelong commitment to a a partner, um, I think these are the, the discussions to have right now, like we're having a conversation that helps you to, to know that it's important to have those before. And, and I think in terms of um, having children as well, it's one thing when you come together and you decide, well, this isn't working and there are no kids, but when there are kids involved, that's a whole other level. And of course, I know that's part of the difficulty in your journey. Again, that you've been upfront about sharing your story of those difficulties and, um, and that, that's happening more frequently. Uh, around the world, right? And in, in our Western culture, a lot of infertility issues, a lot of uh, miscarriage issues. And I think it's been made worse the last three years. Uh, and that that can break marriages too, you know? that That's, you know, these these challenges that we go into. It's like, how how much do we love each other? Do we love each other beyond all of those things that we don't seem to, that not, don't seem to be working at this moment? Uh, and how do we make and break our way through it, not give up, ever give up? And recognize that your commitment is that strong, and it goes all the way to the heart of God and creation itself. Yeah, you're exactly right, Robin. You know, early on in the relationship, when I created the podcast, uh, I think probably a year into it, I brought Anna on as a special guest co-host for the first time. And the reason I did that is we had Dr. John Gray, who, for those who recognise the name, broke Men Are from Mars, Women from Venus, and the the associated book series. And, and like I would do with a lot of my previous guests is we would just ask them questions that we needed help with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what, what a lot of people probably don't know about John Gray is that he, he was married and divorced when both him and his wife were at the peak of this relationship um, counseling they were doing. And then, then she went off and did her own thing and he continued on and eventually remarried. Um, his wife, uh, his, his second wife just passed away, Bonnie, um, about two years, about, so it'd be nearly three years ago now. But it was just fascinating. And we've just been re-watching some of that interview. It was nearly two hours with us. And it, it was just like a conversation between the three of us. And so the, the reason I share this is that these are just simple things you can do. Like if you 
if you're in a situation where maybe financially you're a bit hamstrung and the relationship's struggling, like there's some wonderful resources that you can get access to for free stuff on the internet, YouTube, wherever else that that'll give you some insights that you maybe didn't have before and realize that you don't need to suffer in silence. And you're probably both experiencing resentment and frustration and, you know, cause it's a culmination of many years of not letting that, not letting it burst through the seams and addressing it, nipping in the bud early before it builds momentum until it blows up. And, and that's something that I would argue that we have gotten infinitely better at over the time we've been together. And, you know, you mentioned challenges. Well, we've had to flee the country of citizenship in 2021 while being destitute. I didn't know I wasn't earning money as an entrepreneur at that point, balancing what is now 19 consecutive miscarriages with three of those being ectopics. But we've got some good news to share. And I, and I wanted to share this, even though it's not done and dusted, because it might help someone else. Mm-hmm. But we've just found from a doctor, and you can help me with the name. Ilya Skolnikov. Ilya Skolnikov. It's I-L-Y. A, and then I think a. S-K-O-L. Is that Russian as well? He is, he is from Russia. Russia. Yeah. He has a Russian background. But he's, um, in, Calif- he's in San Francisco. S K O F. Uh, S-K-O-L-N-I-K-O-F-F. So you, you'll be able to quick Google search, you better find him. But mm-hmm. he, he basically, in a nutshell, has diagnosed Anna as having hypothyroidism, H-Y-P-O, um, not eating enough uh, animal-based protein, which is hilarious given our diet, <laughs> having a, a toxic uh, colon. colon and she's basically not generating enough body heat for the baby to hold. So we, we thought it was something else. Now, we ain't saying that this is the final solution, sure. but here's, here's the important thing for those that are struggling with, with making babies. We have been tested seven times for oh, thyroid, thyroid function. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, isn't it amazing? You know, in Mexico and Russia and Australia and, and wherever else we've been traveling, like, They've all said you're perfectly healthy and fine, and Anna hasn't exhibited any major symptoms of that kind of thing. So do, do not give up is the message here. And bear in mind, uh, RSB, you would know, we went through all possible yes. things. Yes. Uh, I went through psychologist, uh, hypnotherapist, that really helped me a lot to heal my trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, shamans, uh, psyche specialists. <laughs> I have this fly flying around. It's a good luck yes. fly. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. We saw at least ten different doctors back in Melbourne, uh, including a professors that were just telling us, "Just keep going, keep trying, keep going, keep trying." And this doctor Ilya, he said, "Keep trying." No, you don't do this until you find the reason. I mean, three times keep trying, yes. Four times keep trying, but not 19 times keep trying. And he said, it it kind of takes the uh, power away from your uterus because the more you try, the harder it becomes to get pregnant for you. Mm. So um, my point is, uh, like Laban said, we are not giving up. And you've mentioned that so many couples are 
just um, giving up their marriage because of one or two or three miscarriages. Mm -hmm. And I remember myself feeling really, firstly, sorry for myself, angry at doctors, at myself, at the world, because I couldn't hold this baby at my stepfather uh, that the childhood sexual abuse came from. But then I realized, you know what? I need to work on myself because I am creating my future. And once I turn my perception, once I switch my mindset, you know what? It's going to come. I believe it. I trust in the process. And you know what's happened? All these amazing doctors started to come in our life. All these amazing stories uh, started to come, uh, started coming into our life, like hope, positivity. And I think that's what helped us a lot as well. And support each other as well. I am so grateful that Laban was next to me holding my hand every time I would go, especially through, through the ectopic pregnancies mm. that are so painful that you cannot talk, you mm. cannot move, you uh, can't do anything. Yeah, I remember at least one call from you guys when these things were happening and uh, just it was brutal, just from a distance, what you were experiencing. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that doesn't even touch on, as you've talked about, the loss uh, that you feel, uh, you know, the the anger, all of the emotions associated with it. And all, as you point out, you go to people for help, and I believe that they're sincerely trying to help you, but it, it doesn't seem to work. How many times have uh, my wife and I gone through this, especially my wife with her, uh, you know, the, the trigeminal neuralgic pain uh, for 12 years now. And, you know, everything that we've tried and some things incrementally worked here, a lot of stuff did nothing. Um, and, you know, years later when she's ready, suddenly we have a, 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 a nice uh, new doctor. We've talked with him on the show, uh, Dr. Oliver, who does the P, uh, I always want to say pediatric, but it's no, it's, it's, it's uh, chiropractic neurology and uh, doing some exercises to uh, develop, you know, healthier patterns of, of you know, the nervous system, the nerve flow, nerve communication, et cetera, and also coming to a conclusion that the pain, there's no explanation for the pain, as we've talked about for years, because the nerve's not damaged anymore. There's no inflammation. There hasn't been inflammation for years, and we're going, why is this occurring? And he says, you know, it could be, if I'm saying it right, entrained in a specific spot of the brain where the, the pain is now in the brain, creating it because it's been there for so long that now it doesn't even need that. It just keeps signaling and firing. And so the yep. next phase is like, but how many times could she have given up or could we have given up? I was not going to give up, but of course she was the one suffering most with that. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and I don't, I'm not trying to compare your suffering to hers on it. You know that, but again, each suffering is, is the suffering we go through. And it's a journey that leads us either uh, deeper in to find the answers for why or to find an answer to how to uh, outcreate it or it can sometimes take us out of life itself you know through mm -hmm. other abusive uh things just to just to survive the pain or just leave altogether and and yep. so we are dealing with a lot of people who are depressed and angry extremely emotional even suicidal uh talking about you know issues like this and you guys have tackled some i know from some of the stories people that have somehow found their way into your sphere and, and you, you just reach out and go, I can help. And you do. Yeah, I mean, that again, miracle after miracle I, I hear. So, folks, if you haven't reached out to Anna and Laban, if you're feeling it, uh, 
they'll tell you how to reach out to them as well, in addition to what we're discussing now, which is new since last time we talked, the Purpose uh, Partners for Life, uh, which is such an awesome thing. We need all the help we can get out there in relationships. Yeah, well, thanks, Robin. You know, I, I never would feel like you're trying to compare your situation to ours, but, like, I would argue that at least Anna and I have had periods of respite from it. Like, yeah. once the healing and, you know, once the pregnancy is not there anymore and, and we're, you know, back into it, like systemic injury or pain that often leads to suicide and its, and its sufferers, mm-hmm. like you guys are super inspiring and, and you know, I would attribute a, a lot of the success that we've had in coming to this, this journey that we're on now because of the influence you guys have had on our lives. So, um, you know, we're, and we want to publicly acknowledge you for that for sure. And we're oh. looking forward to naming the, that one of our children or at least having you guys as godparents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, like I, I, I know that uh, as much as, uh, uh, it, it, you know, again, it's, it's been a joy to be parents. It's not easy. I don't pretend it is. Some people have what we perceive to be the perfect life out there. Folks, I, I want to let you know that that is an illusion. Nobody has that. Everybody's got the challenges and troubles. And even as we hear from Anna and Laban about their relationship through it all, there are times of, of strife and struggle even now. And it's just, it's the nature of life on planet earth. And if you commit to one another, you can get through it. But uh, I don't want anybody that's young and trying to, you know, figuring out I'm, I'm going to get married. It's going to be awesome immediately. And for the rest of our lives, that's often when the journey just begins that commitment, mm-hmm. your commitment is going to be tested. And so certainly ours has, and, and everyone has been there. Um, and, you know, you came into our lives about a year plus ago, and it was just such a gift as well to our kids who got to see two adults in a different manner than their parents, which I think was very valuable and what you had been going through. And, and, and that's kind of the, the, uh, the journey to help one another. And then you then turn that out to others in need. And you, you just kind of have this resonant frequency or energy that aligns and, and draws those people in and they're drawn to you. And so it's been quite an adventure in the last year, but we've all made some really significant leaps and bounds. Yeah, it feels like a lifetime, but it's ridiculous that it's only been, it was a year ago that we were, we were actually living here with you guys. Um, and in that time, because of the relationship we had with you, we've figured out legitimate ways to remain legally in the country. We based ourselves out of Tampa, Florida for the meantime you know, we're, but the moment we did that, we, we've been on the road traveling and, and you <laughs> yes. know, just drove 1,600 miles in three days or whatever. Um, we just kind of can't help it. I think we, we realize how blessed we truly are. And, and we know many, many people dream about living the life that we get to, to live. And, mm-hmm. and I want to encourage people out there that <laughs> you can do this because two years ago, we were locked in our homes back in Australia, not even not even able to travel three miles from our home, let alone thirty three thousand miles. And we've been making up for lost time. You know, we did three months in India this year, mm-hmm. which was just incredible. And and you know, but to have a home base in the United States, which is where we where where we want to base ourselves for proximity to to get and be in the presence of people that lift us up and. You know, Jim Rohn famously talks about you become the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And uh, that's, that's what we're, we're trying to do. There's only so much you can do online. And being in Mexico where we were for 18 months, 
was a great respite from Australia, but mm. uh, being here has just been a game changer. Yeah, I, I, I don't use the term miracle lightly, but I will say I have witnessed many miracles in my lifetime. And they, you know, some people say, well, miracles only happened like 2000 plus years ago during the Bible. I'm like, no, no, no. Miracles happen every day, every moment. But the question is, are we open to them? Are we enthusiastically receiving them, witnessing them, sharing them, in fact? And that's what I've witnessed with you guys. Uh, things that as you tell these stories, it's like, well, that's a miracle. And you're like, well, that's that's what we've expected now in life. This is what we accept in life. And this is life. Uh, and it's so much more exciting to live when every day is, in fact, a miracle and filled with miracles. And I don't mean to set such a high bar that people feel like, well, I could never live up to that. But my point is trying to communicate how people can experience that. And that's, I believe, what you guys are all about, too, and coaching and helping people to experience life that way as well. Yeah, we're very soon to be launching our first challenge for Purpose Partners for Life, which for those of you who haven't been exposed to this this phenomena, it is a five-day challenge. It doesn't run for five whole days. It runs for an hour per day over, over the course of five days. And, and if you are a part of the VIP part of the group, there's an extra hour of Q&A at the start of every day. And we're building out the program as we speak, website, Domain name is is almost launched, something we only just put together in the last couple of months. But we really are looking to create impact at scale. And this is one of the blessings of the new virtual world that you can live in. Rather than having to go place to place to speak in person in front of one or 200 people, you can be in a, in a virtual space where, you know, and for those who know the entrepreneur Alex Hormozzi, uh, he just did a virtual event that I think had, 200,000 people on a Zoom meeting, <laughs> you know? So, like, wow. if you think about being a, uh, an in-person speaker, you might be able to speak to 501 Go. This this is a complete game changer. And people need this help more than ever because things are only going to get tougher more than likely from an, ec an economic point of view and, uh, you know, a global point of view. So if you can repair things or improve things dramatically with your significant other mm -hmm. in in advance yes. your ability to overcome is going to be infinitely higher and that's that's exactly what we're teaching is what we were able to overcome through the the adversity of the strictest lockdowns of anywhere in the world at that time and what a wonderful blessing they were for us so it's it's all about and Anna mentioned it reclaiming your power and, uh, you know, each one of us have these Michael Jordan level geniuses at something. And, and very often in these, these relationships, they complement each other unbelievably well. Anna has these incredible talents around, you know, the, the production side of things with the, the videos that she creates. And, and, and I've got my talents at doing other things. And then we just mesh them together. And, and uh, it's just it's so much more effortless than it was if I was trying to do it by myself or vice versa. Mm. And we also combined our skills or our knowledge that we've learned through coaching separately. Like I work with women, Laban works with women and men, and we hear some of the most common mistakes that partners make in their relationships. And so we decided hold on, we can see these patterns again and again and again. 
and that's what is holding people back from being from having this wonderful and meaningful and loving relationships and amazing communication and uh, intimacy that we we need to do something about it because mm -hmm. it happens again and again and again and that's why co combining our knowledge together i know we are going to help so many people just just purely getting rid of those mistakes and helping women helping women and men to learn how to communicate with each other because we had to we had to figure this out we've we've done so many mistakes and we were blessed to have people like you rsb with an examples with knowledge with help that help us to overcome those challenges so going to be amazing i'm glad you guys didn't go bonkers hanging out with us for so long uh you know in our crazy life with kids at the time and now one of them's flown the coop and left us uh to, to move out on his own as you, you you've again helped my son as well and talking with him laban in particular we talk about your connection with young people and inspiring them to you know take steps that might be filled with trepidation and fear you know it's another aspect of this and so again greatly appreciative of how I believe spirit, divine spirit orchestrated all of this. You know, I couldn't have planned it. Nancy couldn't have planned it. I don't know if you could, but it all happened in such a <laughs> wild and weird way. And here we are, you know, what a year it's been. Well, it's what's, what's really interesting for me, Rob, is that the, the father takes such a responsibility, probably more so than what they need to, in being wholly solely responsible for the success of their son, right? And we'll talk about daughters in a second. Mm -hmm. But, you, you know, it takes a village. So you, you leverage as many positive influences on, on your children's lives as possible. And I, I will. I will surround them with these incredible people that we get to meet um, as often as I can and involve them in, in observing it because, you know, and I've spoken about my background on your show a few times I didn't experience what Anna went through. I was a child of divorce and, and grew up in the midst of a very bitter custody battles and, and alimony and psychologists totally unnecessarily and had no strong masculine role models in my life at all until I hit in my mid-20s when I started playing a good level of cricket um, hmm. back in Australia. And I'm very grateful for those older and sometimes younger men that, that were living functional lives. And that was enough exposure for me to get a taste of what I needed to do. And then I went on my own pathway and just immersed myself in it 24-7. So, you know, take it. Take, if, you, if you're a single mum and you got, you know, a young boy and a young girl or whatever, you know, this is something, something you need to be careful with, obviously. But seek out strong masculine role models that don't need to be romantic interests for you that you can have half an hour with with your child and and leverage that it's a pleasure it's a pleasure for me to to do that and i don't say that i've got all the answers but you know i, I can provide a perspective that maybe you can't and, vice, and you'll have perspectives on raising kids that i will have no clue about until <laughs> i go through it yeah. so that's my encouragement anyway no, I appreciate it. Again, these are the things you need. And that message right there alone, I want you to, uh, I'm going to reiterate it. If you are a single mom raising kids, 
to find positive role models, even if they're not romantic for you, if you're seeking out another relationship, another support, and that's nothing wrong with trying to do that. But the point is don't limit it to that because there are good people. And, and yeah, this is a time where we're talking about a lot of strange and crazy abusive situations that are out there as well. I don't mean to just uh, wantonly do that, but to, you know, I, I, for me, I'm a prayerful guy. I speak to God all the time and I believe God speaks to me. That's not delusions of grandeur. That's a, just a connection, a communication that I believe we all have because we are all created of the same cloth ultimately. Uh, and it isn't even physical cloth. You know, we get here and we think everything's physical. We're talking the spirit, the essence, the energy, and that connect connectivity can guide us. And our stubbornness and our ego can often get in the way to have us then make the choices that we think are, well, could be tragic in some cases, but even in the case where I opened the discussion today with you guys about uh, this word called karma, which is an Eastern concept, but even Jesus talked about sowing as ye reap, that kind of concept. It's like a, you know, a debt that you have to pay, uh, and it's a learning. It isn't so much a condemnation in my perspective, but there are you know lessons that sometimes our kids have to go through. We hope and pray it's never the viciousness with which you know, you, Anna, had was ra were raised, and and you know, by people that you you should have been able to trust, they they, they took advantage of that, and there, that happens all too often, more than I would like to consider. Yet at the same time, Anna, you're a great example of someone who has overcome it, and not one who would then condemn others to suffer the way you suffered through that. You know, because there's always a percentage of those uh, who are hurt, hurt people, then hurt people, and then there are some who overcome that hurt and find a way to heal people as they have themselves have received and are undergoing the healing that they needed to overcome those traumas and challenges as well. Mm -hmm. you, you know, Rob, I can see it in, uh, in many relationships as well. When one is holding the childhood trauma and do not talk about it, it can dramatically impact your relationships. This is the first thing. Another thing, when I, when I was holding my trauma to myself, it honestly was eating me from the inside. I wasn't abusing children, but I was feeling so much anger. I literally became like my stepfather, even toward, towards Laban at the very beginning, because my stepfather was an army guy. And uh, first what he started to do is to be very strict and uh, disciplinarian. So we have to, you know, clean the apartment for four, four hours a day. Everything has to be spotless. Everything has to be on its, on its spot. Hmm. And so what I was doing towards Laban, when he was cooking us an amazing, delicious dinner, I was getting angry at him for making a mess on the kitchen. <laughs> and sometimes I think I would even call him bad words because that's how my stepfather used to do to me so i didn't know this and um, they weren't even that bad a word by the way <laughs> compared to what's available they were pretty right. good sorry to interrupt <sighs> but she but she felt it and how did you recognize that behavior emanating from you now and and recognizing that it was a pattern that had you know came from your stepfather that you were now almost going to step into if you didn't you know, let's say pull back and recognize it. I just saw it didn't work in my relationships. Laban, because he was so uh, open-minded, he saw what is happening. He didn't know why it's happening. He saw, and he said, listen, 
I am not going to put up with this thing. Or you changing or we are splitting. And because I loved him so much, I knew this is my choice. I knew the problem was in me. And especially when I went through a healing journey, I, I was able to see those impact. I was able to finally realize that the, this voice in the back of my head of my stepfather was going ta 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 And when I went through my healing journey, RSB, I went so, I, I felt so responsible mm. for protecting those children. I know so many people who went through a childhood sexual abuse are repeating this pattern with their children, with their grandchildren. But it's just, the more we speak about this, the more we show the way out, the more we show the hope to people, it's, it's not hard to change, not hard to, to stop this pattern, this abuse. Mm. I, and I think as well, Rob, you know, Anna talks about how I would speak and it, they didn't, there wasn't too many ultimatums that came up like that. But when I said them, I was serious and I would, you know, you know, you hear the the saying, the strongest position, the strongest negotiation position is one where you're willing to walk away. And I had gone through so much of that growing up. I, I couldn't bear to be on the receiving end of it anymore. So that was where the ultimatum. And I think this is where a lot of codependent relationships really suffer because they, their self worth isn't anywhere near good enough or high enough. So they, they tolerate it for fear of not being able to find anyone better. And that, that's when you start getting into real trouble. So one of the best things you can do, one of the first things you should do is to focus on yourself first. And if you can do it before you get into a relationship, that's even better. <laughs> but if you're in a relationship, you need to prioritize your own needs first and then, then your partner. Now, otherwise, you get into people pleasing and codependent stuff and it just spirals out of control and you end up saying things that you do not ever want to be be held account for and get in a lot of trouble. And I wanted to be honest with myself as well. I remember this is my this might be a very beneficial uh, thing to to uh, to listen for women when I was going through my healing journey. I I heard somewhere I can't remember the video and the, the woman was telling, ask yourself a question. How does it feel for someone to be with me, to be next to me? And if you are, if you are really grown up woman emotionally, you will be honest with you. You won't start going into, oh, you know, but, but my husband, he's telling this and he makes me say that and blah, blah, blah. You need to be honest with yourself. How does, the, uh, how does other people feel next to me when they are, when they are sitting next to me? And I, I've realized, you know what, Laban would probably feel like I'm verbally abusing him. Like I don't love him. Like I don't appreciate him. Like I am so angry inside. I am so frustrated. I'm so disappointed. And this was coming through uh, 
you know, in our relationships. And then I start realizing, you know what, I want to change. I don't want to lose this man and I don't want to feel this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a very important question to ask yourself. Mm, powerful technique too. It's like an experiment. It's an uh, imagination technique as well, but it is profound because it doesn't rely upon your partner. It it really is taking total responsibility for what you're bringing to the relationship. And that can often Mm -hmm. be very difficult because in many relationships that are failing or fail, uh, we tend to blame the other for how we're feeling and not recognizing that they're they're feeling an interesting way because of what you're bringing, yes, but it is what you're bringing that's the important thing that allows for the change in how they're feeling. The change starts uh, from from you. Mm-hmm. And you know, Rob, many many people make this mistake by <clears throat> going into the relationship looking for love, looking for joy, looking for happiness. Mm. Guess what? This is a big secret I'm going to tell you. <sighs> Everything in the relationships, 10x, everything. If you are lack of confidence, if you are lack of joy, if you are lack of self-love, guess what? Your partner will be reflecting you, your internal feelings. Everything comes from inside out. And if you, are, if you don't like the output, if you don't like what you see in your relationships, Change the input because that's that's where the, the the changes start. If you are going into your relationships loving yourself, you are enjoying being with yourself, you are happy. Yes, yeah. what's going to happen? It's going to turn X. And this is not to say that you might have times in that committed relationship where you lose that perspective time because it's life and there are times we can fall back on old patterns or have a new experience that drives us back into a space or a place where we don't love ourselves like uh i I would would we would love to love ourselves perhaps or maybe we didn't realize that as you point out on it that when we look for a relationship we're looking for something that we lack within us sometimes Mm -hmm. and that we get disappointed because the other person as much as they're loving and everything they're awesome they can't fulfill that which is something you have to fulfill for yourself and not everybody comes into a relationship already whole. That's why you work it. I call it a karmic burn. And then they go, oh, we're done. You know, because maybe you did learn what you needed at that time. And hopefully there are no kids involved because that complicates everything if you were wanting to go your separate ways. And, you know, there are many, many people that have been divorced and have children. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, children go through it. My parents divorced when I was a teenager. You know, it, it wasn't great, but, you know, we survive it. But the idea here is, can you be coached into that concept, which people have talked about for a long time? You must love yourself. You must love yourself. Like, but if I, if I wait until I love myself, I'll never find a relationship. You know, there's probably people that feel that and go, well, I'm just going to settle for something less than someone who loves me. Like I want to be loved because maybe I don't love myself that much. I mean, you know, this is a, it's kind of tricky. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I hear what you're saying, Rob, and I and I really do empathize with that situation. When I met Anna, I thought that I had done all the work required. It turns out I still had double the amount <laughs> to go. 
and mm. and I, we will always have work as the relationship evolves. But I I had a self confidence enough to know that I, based on previous experiences, and you know I I'd been on 150 first internet dates over a two year period. Like I I turned it into a sport, you know, and it might sound a bit crass, but it, like it was really beneficial from a psychology point of view and an experience repetitions and that I'm not saying go out and 150 dates, but, but like I worked out some of the kinks and got feedback often enough. And a lot of it was because I was pressed for time, the time constraints I put on myself, which I realized is just ridiculous, but, but it was a good motivator for me. So by the time it came to Anna, I knew that I had enough knowledge to keep that relationship really good and then I was open-minded enough and, and enough of a, a student mindset to be able to continue learning and growing. So it's like that great analogy that I love to use from uh, Catch Me If You Can with Frank um, Abagnale played by Leonardo DiCaprio when he impersonates the Pan Am pilots. Well, one of the scenes in the movie, if you haven't seen it, he impersonates a, a high school substitute teacher and he did it for a week. And they interviewed Frank Abagnale years later. And they said, how, how did you do that? <laughs> like, he looked like a kid. And he just said, well, I had the lesson book in front of me and I was one lesson ahead of the kids. So it was a great metaphor that you don't need to be healed or have done all the work. You have, have to have done enough where you're aware of, you know, being what, what we call like consciously incompetent where at least you're not unconsciously incompetent, where you don't know that you're mucking up. And you're yeah, like, yeah. why do these people always leave me? And then you mm. realize, you know, it's you. So I don't know if that's a good analogy, but no, that's great. what made yeah. sense to me. Well, in- It's one of these topics, RSB, when everyone say, says, as you mentioned, you have to love yourself, you have to love yourself. There is so much information out there, but I can see people still are struggling with that. Yeah. Big time. And, you know, I was getting myself into very toxic relationships after I left the house, after my childhood sexual abuse, because I didn't love myself. I didn't know anything better than verbal and physical Abusive abuse, relationships, sexual abuse. Right? Yeah. You've been programmed it was a into, pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You programmed into a belief in, I, I don't have the self-worth because look how I was treated, right? And so you can go yes. on and repeat those patterns and then blame those who would feel and feed on that energy, but you had to shift your energy to connect yep. with someone like Laban, even if, though it wasn't fully resolved. And that's again, the other aspect. And we're almost, we got just a couple of minutes here as we're mm-hmm. wrapping up and I appreciate your candor and, I, and you always bring it. Uh, but there are things that will happen in a relationship, a committed relationship that will challenge you. And the question is, do mm-hmm. you love one another enough to be patient with each other to, you know, help lift them when they need the lifting and allow yourself to be lifted up when you need the lifting. And that's yeah. uh, an extraordinary, beautiful thing. It's a divine gift. I know it doesn't always happen. And even when it is happening most often in a relationship, that's really great. Sometimes it doesn't. And then what do you do? Do you run recover, and hide and just quit? Or do you say, I'm committed to this and let's, let's grow spiritually together. And I see that and what you guys are going through, and I appreciate it so much. So how can people tap into this information, this knowledge? I know you're just launching the website, uh, PurposePartnersForLife.com. You'll have the web, the mm-hmm. YouTube as well. Is there coaching specific to that, master classes? Tell everybody how to connect with you if they want to continue this discussion. You want to share? Well, the, the YouTube channel is a really great place to start because we, we have a number of 
short and, and medium and longer um, length videos that go into different subjects that might resonate with you in a different way. So through that, there'll be the link through to the website. The domain name is just being launched. The website will be up any day. Um, Instagram is the main place. Purpose Partners for Life um, should come up. You better see us there. Um, go on and check out the YouTube channel. We've, we've created a number of videos and we've put a, and has put a huge amount of work into making them really watchable and enjoyable and, and entertaining and pretty light around some pretty heavy subjects. So if you're in a relationship and maybe you have all the material stuff, but the relationship itself is the thing that probably needs the most amount of work, like this is probably for you hmm. because divorce is a lot more expensive than working on yourself. <laughs> and stressful. Right? Yes. So uh, no one needs that in their life, particularly if you've got kids. Even if you don't have kids, no one wants that in their life. Sure. So Purpose Partners for Life, PPFL. <laughs> awesome. You guys are amazing. Love you both and appreciate you so much. And I hope everybody gets an opportunity to learn some of the things that you've gone through because you, you'll always take that and make that impactful in a positive way for others. And I appreciate that. And for those of you who appreciate the Robert Scott Bell show and our Sunday conversations or our Monday through Friday show, just come on down to robertscottbell.com, sign up for the newsletter. Lots of cool stuff happening uh, Monday through Friday. Super Don has now uh, started me doing the homeopathic hits you know, I think about American Top 40 back in the day. It's like all the greatest homeopathic hits here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. And, and that includes for healing all kinds of things, even emotional traumas like we've talked about today. So come on by uh, Monday through Friday as well. And we've got a bunch of upcoming events, and there's a bunch of those folks that sp sponsor and support us. And we appreciate you directly and indirectly, however you do that, bringing it and uh, uplifting us in the process of attempting to uplift you as well. So thank you, Laban. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Rob. Always a pleasure. Love being on the show. You're doing God's work, brother. God bless Thanks, you Rob. both. And the power to heal, even relationships, is yours. Yes. Yours. Yes.